0: This CKNW podcast for AIM Medical Imaging, home of AIM Medical Imaging full-body MRI scanning. A family history of medical issues is nothing to ignore. Book a preventative screening at aimmedicalimaging.com. You're live with
1: Get Connected. Mike Agrabo here with Andy Barrar. Got a great show for you today. Of course, we'll be going open line later on in the hour, taking your tech calls and questions. We'll also be talking with the folks over at uh, HP, Hewlett Packard, about Chromebooks. You might notice if you go into a computer store like a London Drugs, uh, there's a number of different laptops on display. Uh, Some are running Windows, some are Macs. Uh, There's a new category called Chromebooks. These are inexpensive laptops, uh, but they're running Google Chrome, basically like a web browser.
2: Basically, Chrome is the operating system, so they call it Chromium. Um, and it actually appeals to a lot of people, so it's going to be an interesting interview to see uh, you know, laptops or Chromebooks. Which one's right for you?
1: Well, they look appealing because of the price, but you know, can they do everything that a laptop can do? Are they right for you? Well, we'll actually find uh, out in the next segment. Lots of uh, news this week, Andy. Um, the one that I, I found interesting was Sony. Yeah. Um, they have been losing money hand over fist, I think, over the past five years. Was it like seven point eight billion or seven point nine billion?
2: It seems like each year they're they're losing more and more money, and uh, there's big shakeups going on over in Sony. They're going to start cutting jobs. They are getting out of the PC business. The,
1: yeah, the Sony Vio PCs. They're selling the. they are going to sell that off. Yeah.
2: So they they want to get out of that whole category, and they're going to separate the TV business away from Sony. So a lot of will
1: be Sony TVs, but a. A a separate whole, division, a basically. whole different company, yeah. a wholly owned subsidiary.
2: It looks like they're really trying to push in the mobile space. They have yeah. the Xperia line; that's their flagship smartphones. What's really cool about the Xperia phones is that they're waterproof, so you could yeah. uh, you could be in the shower and uh, talking on the phone, which is kind of kind of interesting. Do you do that a lot, Andy? No, no. but you know what? I've but been now trying. You can. I've been trying out the new uh, smartwatch too. From Sony. So you know, wearable tech's a big trend in 2014. They have a second edition of their smartwatch. The first one wasn't very good. But it was kind of like a beta. This second one, not bad. And it's waterproof too. So you can take this into the shower. They have different apps for it. So I've been using it that someone texts me. I can actually it vibrates on my on my wrist and I can take a look and see who sent me a message, which is kind of cool. You can get an app to control the music. So if you don't actually have to pull your phone out, you can switch your tracks right onto your on your watch. And also, you can look at emails. So there's a lot of apps out there. I'm or you could just pull your phone out of your pocket. That's so old school, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the wrist these days.
1: What do I know? Um, so anyway, it looks like they're just going to be concentrating on the phones, the PlayStation, and imaging. Yeah. I guess cameras.
2: Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny. When we were in Las Vegas for the Consumer Electronics Show, they have a huge booth. It's yeah. massive. And I'm always, every time I'm there and I I see the great products, they come out. But I'm like, is anybody buying this right now? Because I don't know many people buying Sony products. And uh, it looks like that's the case. I mean,
1: there's so much competition in the consumer electronics space. And TVs, you know, over the past five to ten years, Samsung has come in and just dominated the category.
2: Sony really missed out on the whole mobile music players. They had the Walkman. That was their, you know, bread and butter during the late 80s, early 90s. And then all of a sudden the iPod came and just took that out. They still have the the Walkman brand, yeah, but it's more like an app now, and um, it, you know it's gone. Like they just missed that. They had that. That was a great opportunity for Sony to get in the mobile space, but they missed it. And now we're seeing a lot of uh, jobs going to be cut. It's only like three percent of their work, entire workforce, so five thousand jobs is,
1: is. I don't know. What do you think overall for them?
2: I think, I think they're struggling. They have a lot of cool different products, but they aren't selling them. And so they need to have that. Every tech company is looking for that hit product, you know, like the thing that's going to sell like hotcakes out in the market. They're kind of getting it right in the, in the wearable tech with their smartwatch, but there's no, but so much big, competition. How
1: big is that market, really? Like, I'm not going to run out and get a smartwatch anytime soon. I haven't seen anything compelling in that technology yet that would make me go wow i need one of those very true
2: very true so it looks like they're really trying to push it on the the mobile phones yeah. tablets like who has a sony tablet nobody and they they were kind of cool they made a little bit different they it has like a spine on the side which was uh unique it wasn't they weren't just copying the ipad but again a lot of people aren't using them they they have fabulous televisions 4k televisions now
1: You know, I think they all got burned on the television thing. You know, when we went from the CRT tubes, you know, the big TVs that weigh more than a Volkswagen, uh, and to the flat screens, those were great times for these guys, you know, the Sonys, Panasonics, and Samsungs, because everyone was switching over to a new TV. You know, you think about the old TVs. Like, I had a TV or a couple TVs that were like 20 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't a huge reason to, to update them. But once everything went flat and the prices came down, Bam! Everyone was out there buying TVs like crazy. But like, how often do you replace your TV?
2: Well, exactly. Especially the, at the price points they are now, they're so cheap. One thing that Sony's really got it going for them is everyone's trying to do the the new Ultra HD, the 4K televisions. Yeah. The problem was there was no content to watch 4K televisions. While Netflix came out and said we're going to start streaming in 4K. What Sony did is they partnered with Netflix and they actually have codecs built in, hardware pieces built into their new televisions that will decode that signal that's coming through the internet to, to broadcast that 4K content. So that's going to help them sell because that was the big problem. We saw for the last two, three years, they're talking 4K, 4K. I,
1: I don't think it's enough. I think it's still five years away before there's any meaningful penetration of these new high def 4K TVs. Yeah. Really? Because like, are the broadcasters going to run out? Like, think about it. Like, global TV, for example, they got to invest tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars in new equipment to start broadcasting in 4K.
2: And it's funny because HD is fabulous.
1: Yep. So, you know what I liken it to? You know, when VCRs were out, awesome, right? DVD came along, game changer. Game changer. Game changer. You're like, you could see the difference. Much more convenient. The picture quality, way better. Then Blu ray came out. Yes. I mean, the picture was a lot better, but was it the difference between, you know, the VCR to mm-hmm. DVD? No.
2: You know, you missed the Laserdisc. That came between I all think of everyone those. missed the Laserdisc. <laughs> okay.
1: But I'm, I'm likening, you know, the 4K TVs, like the transition from DVD to Blu-ray. Yeah. Yes, they have a better picture quality, but is it that much better for me to really want to go out in there and get one?
2: Exactly. Uh, they're going to struggle to sell these. It ha- They have to drop the price. If you look at the price of these 4Ks, they're the like tens of thousands of dollars.
1: Yeah, I mean, the price will come down. There's no question. And eventually, it'll just be 4K TVs because that's the, the technology they're making. But again, that's it's not going to be a huge reason for me to run out and replace my 5-year-old TV.
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, and the thing about 4K is you can only really see the difference when it's a large screen. If it's yeah. a small screen... It, it, if
1: it's under 50 inches...
2: There's no point. There's no point. So 4K is all about the 60, the 70, 80, 90, 100. Like we saw, Sony or Samsung had a 110 inch television.
1: We just got a new 65 inch Samsung TV, and my wife it's driving her crazy because it's, you know, high def. Yeah. And it's she says it's too real now. <laughs> she...
2: <laughs> Mike, this is too good. <laughs> yeah, it's,
1: it's kind of weirding her out. Yeah. You know, we had a smaller, I think like a 46 inch or something. And that was fine, but like this one and I, even I'm looking at this thing and some of these TV shows and it just looks weird.
2: Yeah, Do you, you know, know what it painful? I know what you mean. It's that um it's the way the motion happens on those Samsung. You can actually disable that service because my parents have a, a Samsung television. Yeah. And every time I, I went there, I'm like, why does it look so real? Yeah. And I actually had to to go in the settings and turn it down to Blur make it, it down. Yeah <laughs> to blur it down. <laughs> it was just too good. It looked like a, everything looked like a soap opera. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so there is a setting in there. You can turn that off because like it is kind of weird. Old school setting? <laughs> yeah.
1: You just click it back a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I want to go back to 1999. <laughs> I should have that. Okay. We are going to have to take a break. Uh, but we, when we come back, we'll be talking about Chromebooks. These are these new laptops that are running the Google Chrome operating system. They're cheaper than all the other laptops out there. Are they right for you? That is the big question, and we're going to answer that. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs, here on the Chorus Radio Network, back after this. You're back with Get Connected. Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're broadcasting live across the country on the Chorus Radio Network. You can also listen to us online at cknw.com or our website at getconnectedmedia.com. Chromebooks. I, uh, I've i had a chance to try out some of them. They're pretty cool. Yeah. yeah they're pretty cool. It's a, it's a new breed of laptops. Look like laptops. Smell like laptops. <laughs> but they're running a different type of operating system. On the line right now, we've uh, got someone to help us understand what they're all about. Steve Pontiso from HP. How are you doing, Steve?
0: I'm doing well. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on the show.
1: So w- we get a lot of emails about this. People asking, should they get a Chromebook? Can you explain to the listeners uh what a Chromebook is and why is it different than like a Windows laptop?
0: Sure, so uh, the Chromebooks run Google's Chrome operating system. Um, and uh, they're really designed to deliver a great uh, browsing, web browsing experience. So for people who you know, primarily use um, you know, a computing device for, for browsing the web or using web-based uh, online applications, social networks, web-based email, etc., cetera, um, it makes a great companion device. Um, to any uh, you know laptop or tablet that you might be using for you know running other applications. So unlike a laptop where you can um, you know install applications from a variety of different uh, software providers, uh, the Chromebook um, you know runs a runs the Chrome browser, which is not all that different from the uh, you know just experiencing the Chrome as a standalone web browser. Um, and you're going to have applications that uh, that run on on Chrome that really act more like uh, you know browser plugins.
1: They they look exactly like a regular laptop, though. I had a chance to see some of your new ones uh, that are coming out. The uh, they're very colorful. Uh, they look fantastic. Do they have the same power?
0: Yeah. So again, because you're, we're running the uh, the Google Chrome operating system, the uh, the demands that the the operating system places on the uh, the processing power are a little bit different than than some of the other operating systems out there. So you know what you get with. Uh, you know, our Chromebooks is a really fast, um, uh, really responsive uh, web browsing experience.
1: And, and again, ideally suited for people, like you were saying, that are doing kind of web-based email, web browsing, social networks. Uh, obviously, you wouldn't be like uh, doing high-end 3D graphic animations or anything like this, but uh, I, I, I would imagine a large percentage of the computing population uh, this, would, this would work perfectly for.
0: Yeah, so again, if, if the, you know, the majority of the uh, you know, activities that are being performed are being performed inside a web browser, uh, yeah, it, it's a great experience, and you know, especially for those folks who, who are very familiar with the Google application ecosystem um, are going to find a very familiar experience inside uh, Google Chrome.
1: And what kind of price ranges are we looking for a Chromebook?
0: So we have two, uh, two different options at HP. We have the HP Chromebook 11. Uh, which is an 11-inch product, um, really portable, um, and, uh, you know, it's super light, just coming in at uh, just over two pounds, Um, and that's available in Canada for $299. Um, Moving up in size, we also have the HP Chromebook 14, uh, which has a 14-inch display, and is going to you know offer the user a little bit more uh, real estate on the screen um, and for someone who's you know looking to be a bit more productive it's also got uh, a bit more battery life it is a bit a little bit larger we have a bit more space to work with so we did put a, a little bit of a bigger battery in there um, and uh, and that's available for uh, 319.99 and you'll find both of those on hpshopping.ca
1: so so 20 bucks more and you get a 14 inch screen
0: yeah exactly so you know the 11 inch is a great choice for people who are going to be carrying this around with them. It's, you know, as I mentioned, really light, really small, about 18 millimeters thick. Um, but, you know, still has all the capability, you know, with a built-in webcam and USB ports, etc. Um, it gets about six hours of battery life. Or if, uh, you know, size, you know, space is, is uh, not as uh, much of a concern, the 14-inch model for, yeah, for 20 bucks more uh, gets you a bit more uh, real estate on the screen that you can work with. Uh, but also the bigger battery will, uh, will last you about nine hours.
2: Steve, I think uh, Chromebooks are fantastic, especially at that price point. Are you seeing a lot of students using it for education? Because you can pretty much do everything you need, like take notes, use Google Docs, everything with a Chromebook. Are you seeing that move in the the education space?
0: Uh, Definitely uh, see um, students using Chromebooks, absolutely. Uh, We're starting to see them show up on on school campuses, and we're also starting to uh, see them show up in the workplace as well.
1: What about, uh, I don't know if you can talk to this here, uh, in the past week here, we've been seeing a lot about uh, Chromeboxes, uh, and I know uh, HP has announced uh, uh, one as well.
0: Yeah, so we we've, we announced a Chromebox yesterday um, uh, to the world, and uh, there's been a, a few different Chromebox announcements as well. You know, I, I don't have a, a lot of the detail on those products yet today, they're, they're sort of uh, not quite in market, however... Uh, you know you're going to get a lot of the same type of experience that you would with a Chromebook, uh, but just in more of a uh, form factor that some you know be more like a desktop where you'll still need to plug in a keyboard a mouse and and a monitor or some kind of display
1: uh, i I guess overall uh great for consumers just uh, it obviously gives uh, more choice for them out in the marketplace
0: absolutely so you know at hp we we definitely you know have identified you know a bit of a trend here and trying to you know, offer customers choice. And, you know, we have a, a variety of different uh, operating ser- systems that we serve in our products, and, and Chrome is certainly uh, part of the portfolio.
2: Steve, I know one thing that we did on our television show is we took an old laptop and converted it into a, a Chromebook. Uh, how does that work? Can you explain to listeners, maybe if they have, like, an old laptop that they're not using, how do they get Chromium onto there?
0: Well, I don't know that I can comment on, on exactly how that would get uh, Accomplished. I'm sure that uh, there's a variety of different techniques out there, and uh, probably uh, you know anyone who's interested in, in doing that could probably find uh, detailed instructions out there on the web. Uh, however, you know, as I mentioned, our, our Chromebook 11 and Chromebook 14 come preloaded, configured and are really you know designed to run that operating system um, the way Google had you know intends it.
2: It must boot up fast too because it doesn't really have a, a operating system in the background.
0: Yeah, it. it Boots up really quick. Uh, you get a single sign-on experience, so you're not you don't have to worry about mo- you know logging in multiple times. It's just going to ask you for your Google ID, um, and yeah, and you're you're up and online very fast. Well, it sounds
1: very cool, Steve. Where can people find out more information about these?
0: Uh, they can head over on over to hp.ca uh, or hpshopping.ca, and they'll find both of these products on there.
1: Very cool. Thanks for joining us, Steve.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me, guys.
1: That was Steve Pontiso from HP talking about the new HP Chromebooks. So if you get a chance, you got to go and check these things out. They're uh, beautiful machines. But again, you know, they're not for everyone. But if you are primarily doing things like surfing the web, social media, and banking, banking, a uh, bit of word processing, uh, it, it's basically like a web browser. Yeah. Uh, which you can basically do most things in nowadays anyway. Running the whole kind of Google, Google ecosystem, uh, very cool. Price this week, Andy.
2: Well, we're just happy to give one away. We're going to be giving away the Chromebook 14 on our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com. You can find out more information about the Chromebook and see what it looks like on there. Looks like a laptop, feels like a laptop, but it's actually a Chromebook. So go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. We have some other contests that are opened as well. So you want to enter those ones while you're up on our site.
1: We're going to open up the phone lines now, taking your calls and questions on any tech-related stuff. If you need help, we can help you. Kind of like your on-air tech support. If you need some buying advice on tech gear, we can do that for you as well. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning anywhere else in Canada, long distance, we've got a toll-free number for you. 1-877-399-9898. Again, 1-877-399-9898. We want to take your calls. We're open line on Get Connected. When we come back... We'll uh, answer your questions. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs. Here on the- Hey, you're back with Get Connected. It's Mike Agarbo here with Andy Barrar. We're going to go open line here, taking your calls and questions. Any tech questions, 604 280 9898 399 9898 Going to jump here to David in Richmond. Hey, David. Hi. Good, how are you?
0: I have a question that's probably coming up on a lot of people's minds is the imminent demise of support for Windows XP in April. Yes. And uh, my laptop, I've uh, currently got like an 80 gig hard drive, 3 gig of RAM, and uh, wondering what's the, you know, the, like, back, that that laptop cost me $2,500 back then. Yeah. And, uh, you know, now I can buy a new laptop for between four and 500 and just trying to um, make a decision on what's the best uh, best way to go. Do I scrap my old laptop and just go with a new one? You know, just considering the costs.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I get this question a lot. You know, Windows XP is more than ten years old now. Yeah, it's pretty old. Is it twelve years old?
2: Yeah, I think it came in like 2000 or, 2001, Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, you know, should I upgrade my existing Windows XP laptop? Uh, should I buy a new one? You know, in in most cases, if you're really using your laptop, I would I would look at perhaps a new one. Yeah. You know, the prices are pretty reasonable now compared. Like he was saying, twenty five hundred bucks. I remember I paid thirty five hundred dollars for a, my old Sony laptop back in the day. Um, it's just if you upgrade a, an old Windows XP laptop, a lot of cases, it, it's not a super powerful processor in that old laptop, and you know, is there enough RAM, et cetera, et cetera. So. Um, you know, you probably think of upgrading to Windows Seven. Um, it it might be a little sluggish. Yeah. Um, so I would look at a, a new one. But you know, that being said, the Windows XP laptops are still great. You know, yeah. if if they're running and working, fantastic. Microsoft is ending support of Windows XP. I think here in April, yeah. I believe. Um, that being said, they're still going to do malware updates.
2: It's funny because a lot of <clears throat> a lot of companies are still using XP. Mm-hmm. And now they have to make banks, that. believe it or not. Yeah, and it's a, it's a very solid operating system like you said. It's been around for a long time. So they've after service pack 2, it, it was really stable and it and it's fantastic. I actually have a a PC at home that still still runs it, believe it or not. But again, they are going to stop supporting it. So you're seeing this migration happen in small businesses and large businesses right now trying to get everything ready. To make that migration because it's a it's a big thing, especially when you're doing it on the enterprise level. It's not easy, and you know it takes a lot of effort from IT departments to make that. For those questions, I, I probably would you know lean towards getting a new one. These new ultrabooks are just fantastic. They're really thin, powerful, and they run great. Um, you have to make your choice to see if you want to go Windows Seven or Windows Eight. A uh, lot of companies right now, Mike, are actually starting to offer Windows 7 on their new PCs yeah. because the market, a lot of people still like that that old uh, interface. So XP is going to be going away, the, the at least the support. So I definitely recommend uh, moving up and not trying to put Windows 8 or Windows 7 on an old XP laptop. It's going to run really slow.
1: Yeah, you, you'll probably end up spending more money. Like. Think about it. Getting a Windows Seven upgrade—I f- I forget how much that is, a hundred or one hundred fifty dollars. Uh, you might need some more RAM. You know, by the time you start pouring money into this old laptop, you're getting closer to the cost of a new one, which will be good for many more years. A new one will.
2: You know, it's funny. Um, I actually I have a MacBook and I installed Windows XP on there. Did you? Yeah, it goes so fast. I have, it's like sixteen gigs in this MacBook. It is the fastest boot up ever. It's pretty it's pretty <laughs> funny. I I really do like XP. It was my favorite op, operating system of like uh, all know, time.
1: I, I liked it, but I I really love Windows 7. Yes. I I love it. I just think it's clean and fast and does everything I need. Going to jump here to uh looks like Scott in Vancouver. Hey Scott.
0: Oh, hi there. Thanks for taking my call. No worries. Um I was wondering if you could recommend a uh, a model or a product line of Android phones that have uh Brightness and sharpness on a level equivalent to the iPhone 5.
1: Yeah. Uh, Andy, you're a big uh, Android guy. What do you think?
2: You know, the one Android phone that I'm really liking right now is the Nexus 5. I think it's a fantastic... From Google. From Google. Yeah. LG actually builds it for yep. Google. It is just a fantastic phone. Um it costs around three hundred, three fifty. You know, if you look at the iPhone, it's to buy it brand new is like what, eight, nine hundred dollars? It's up there to right. it
1: much memory. So uh, you're saying about three hundred and fifty bucks for the Google Nexus. Yes. And that's you don't have to have a plan or anything.
2: No. You can just buy it directly so from cheap. Google. Yeah.
1: Like for a smartphone?
2: It it just it's so nice. And what I like about it is because Google is making this, it's got like your vanilla Android. So a lot of these other companies like Samsung, LG, um, HTC, they put their own apps on it. And we call that bloatware because you can't take these apps off. They have their own apps and a lot of people the don't use them sometimes. Yeah, exactly. But with the Nexus five, it is so clean. They have the new KitKat operating system, the Android operating system, which has got bigger icons. It's just blazing fast. It looks fantastic. That's, that's the Android phone that I would recommend right now. I have the Moto X, which from is Motorola. kind of from Motorola, which okay. is, was owned by Google. Um, Lenovo just bought them. It it's it's pretty close to that, yeah. to that experience. But the Nexus five is is a fantastic phone at a great price. The funny thing about the whole Nexus line is Google made it originally for developers yeah. to, to create apps. And now they've made a consumer friendly version and it's just beautiful. Everyone that uses it is is pretty much sold.
1: AJ at the office uses mine. Exactly.
2: And I knew when he wanted to review it yeah. that uh, we were never gonna get it back. <laughs> because
0: he he's loves going it.
1: to be going on to his third one now. Yeah, he's uh yeah. AJ if you're listening.
2: That guy breaks phones like like it's nothing. I I think he's gone about four or five phones right now that he's cracked or bro- broken. Yesterday he actually dropped it again. Oh and I think God. he cracked
1: it. Yeah, so he had a Google Nexus phone, I think the first one he got. Yeah. He crushed in the car door. Yes. Apparently car doors and phones don't get along. <laughs> and then yesterday, we we're in the middle of the office, you know, we got nice hardwood floors in there. And he's talking and, you know, gets his arms going. He's got his phone in his hand and it just flies out of his hand. And swear, you know, it goes about 20 feet <laughs> yeah. flying through the air and just smashes into the into the ground.
2: I know. It's a good thing that we shot that uh, segment for the TV show already because <laughs> <laughs> we had it all ready to, to shoot. And then he's like, oh, I broke the phone. And then we had to get another one from Google.
1: I know. I, I could just see your face, right? <laughs> because you're the one that always has to phone like Google. Uh, yeah. We got yeah. a
2: little problem. uh, I actually sent them that phone, the cracked one. I go, you know, in case you want to do some R&D on this <laughs> to try to fix it. But you may not yeah, not be getting the, more phones from them. Nexus 5, 100%. Check it out. It's a fantastic phone. Otherwise, there's, you know, in the terms Samsung of... Samsung Galaxy line is beautiful. The Galaxy line is beautiful. LG has a really good phone right now. Their G2. It's fantastic as well. The buttons are actually on the back, not on the side, which is a takes a little bit of getting used to, but it's pretty intuitive. So, but uh, yeah, 100% Nexus 5.
1: We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, more of your calls. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Favorite part of my show, the open line parts. You can call us if you've got any tech questions, 604-280-9898, 399 9898 if you uh, are phoning anywhere else in Canada. going to jump here to Michelle and Langley. Hey, Michelle.
0: Hey, thanks for taking my call. No worries. Uh, I got three kids, and they're getting into the place where they're playing Minecraft and Terraria. And I also want to set up, <coughs> excuse me, a desktop, um, you know, homework station that I can monitor. But you know, I want to get something that's going to last, you know, three to five years. Good graphics card. I'm not really sure where to go with it.
1: Yeah. Are are you more familiar with Windows or Mac?
0: Absolutely, Windows. Yeah.
1: Windows. Yeah. I uh, I actually got one of those uh, all-in-one computers. Um, have you seen those before?
0: I have. Now, my only worry is, you know, it's kind of like the TV with the DVD built into it. When one part of it goes, it all goes, and then you're sort of left. So I don't know how, like, I I guess you're the expert, so are they Are they stable? Are they good? Are they going to last? Yeah,
1: I I found them pretty reliable. Um, I've had one for a few years now. Uh, I know a bunch of other people have had them as well. So I've never really heard any problems from my circle of friends and, and, and business uh, people. I love it because everything is built into the one. And you know typically you'll get a wireless keyboard and mouse as well, so it's essentially almost just like one cord, the power cord. Uh, you don't have like a monitor. And a little you know desktop computer box and all the cables and stuff like that, and you know there's a lot of choice out there right now as well. I know Acer makes a lot of great ones HP uh, HP as well you know you can go down to the the London drugstores and you know actually check some of these uh, guys out. you know as far as like all the moving parts and stuff now um, you're going to find that you're not even using things like the CD and the DVD player built into these things right because everything you just download it now. no one buys dVD software. or well, Or even DVDs, really, for that matter.
2: Earlier this week, you were on Global News, and you were showing that HP uh, all-in-one that actually reclines. So you can... Because the problem with the all-in-ones is a lot of them are touch, but it feels really counterintuitive to touch the screen. But this one actually kind of lays down flat. So you can have that interaction, and you can bring it right back up and use it with a mouse and a keyboard. So... I would definitely look at that. It's called the HP Recline yeah. 14 or something like that.
1: Yeah. the The only thing now that might drive you mental is that they're touchscreens. Yes. So you
2: <laughs> you're gonna ha- want to have a little cloth beside yeah, it.
1: Yeah. You'll be cleaning that thing quite a bit. But you know what? I I actually got as well because you know I I have teenage kids. Um, I bought a separate. It, of course, they come with a keyboard and mouse. Um, they get really gross. Like kids, kids are gross. They're festering <laughs> little dirty animals that. I don't even know how they get so dirty. But, you know, the keyboard, honestly, after like a month, it just, it's it's toxic. Like, it should be a biohazard, essentially. <laughs> um, I bought a, a Logitech washable keyboard. Yes. So it's like a hard keyboard, but this thing, honestly, you can take it to the sink and use. No- dish soap. Yep. Yeah, with dish soap and wash this thing. It is like awesome. Yeah. And it's not gross anymore. It gets a little bit gross. I go to the sink, spray her down, <laughs> a little bit of soap, and it's good to go. Yeah, it's
2: a it's a fantastic keyboard for kids. I remember when that came through the office, I was like, "Oh, Mike's gonna love this." Yeah, and you use it all the time.
1: Yeah, I actually um, I've got a touchscreen one as well. I actually turned the touch part off. Really, it it drove me crazy.
2: What the fingerprints?
1: Uh, the fingerprints, and then I don't know. I just I'd rather just use the mouse, but I guess it's just up to personal preference. Exactly. Have you got? I don't have it. No, but I think
2: all in ones, like I've seen you use it in in your home. It's like perfect. You put it in the family room. Yeah. Everybody can uh, interact with it. It's, it's good to check your email or go on your social networks. Um, I I think it's a fantastic, all in ones are fantastic for, for families, for sharing a a computer.
1: Yeah. And as far as like worrying about one part of it breaking down, uh, I haven't really run into that. I haven't, I haven't even heard of any issues. Exactly. Exactly. So so they're, they're, they're pretty uh, reliable. And again, uh, just go down to one of the local London drug stores and check them out and see which one you feel uh, comfortable with. Just make sure you get a half-decent graphics card in them. You can ask the London drugs guys about that. If your kids are going to be playing games and things like that, you'll want to make sure that the graphics card has enough video memory on it to you know, to play the games that they want. Exactly. And that will actually help it. It, it might cost maybe another $100, $200 for a good graphics card in it, but you'll find you'll get extra years of life out of it because of that. Because yeah. that's the biggest complaint that people, and especially kids, have things too slow. It's usually because of the graphics card. Exactly. 604-280-9898. If you're phoning long distance, one 399 We're going to jump here to Teresa in Calgary. Hey, Teresa.
0: Hi. I'm in the process of um,
1: going through my rather substantial recipe collection and starting what I don't want every kind of paper medium you can think of and yeah. um, d- digitizing the rest, entering them in electronic files on my computer and Doing USB backups too. Yeah. But I'm looking for some little creature I could have in my kitchen that I could keep files on there, copies, or plug a USB drive in. Something with a large screen that's easy to read because the old eyes aren't what they used to be. But, you know, it just would be be completely paperless. Yeah, you know, that's a great question. So uh, it sounds like Teresa's going digital with all her recipes, which is, I think, fantastic. Uh, much easier to access on a computer. Um, I might look like at an iPad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, You know, if they're all digitized now, you'd be able to load all of those onto an iPad. Um, You know, you can get little cases that make it easy to carry around in the kitchen. I've also seen like an under-the-counter flexible mount that you can just kind of pop the iPad into. Yeah. And you can just kind of, you know, obviously look at the recipes, use your fingers to scroll through them and stuff as well. I think Griffin... Uh, makes it under the counter mount. It's pretty cool, actually.
2: Also, Belkin makes uh, a, a stylus for the kitchen. And this right. is fantastic. Yeah. Um, if you're, it's called, I think it's called the chef stylus. Yeah. And basically, it's this stylus that you can wash. It's washable. And so when you're cooking, your hands are dirty because you're making food. You can still use it to... Oh, yeah, so you
1: don't get your... So you don't get your... fingers all over the iPad. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And then you can go later on, after you're done, you can wash it, and then it has a little stand that you can dock it. It's fantastic yeah. for people. A lot of people are using... Um, YouTube as a a place to to learn how to cook and and find different recipes. So it's... uh... I I
1: use an iPad in the kitchen myself because I've somehow become in charge of breakfasts on, on weekends. And I love it. Like, I make my own batter for waffles and pancakes. Of course, I can never remember the recipes. So I always have my iPad there in the kitchen, you know, and just Google waffles. And, you know, obviously, there's like thousands of recipes. And then I can just... Do it. It's yeah. like fantastic. Yeah. You know, the nice thing about the iPad as well, uh, you know, or tablets for that matter, they're all touch. So you can actually blow up the text as well with your fingers. You can stretch the text up. So, uh, you know, I'm I'm like 45 years old now and I need reading glasses. So it's nice to be able to make the text any size I want.
2: Exactly. I, th- I think uh, an iPad or any kind of tablet would be uh, a good addition for the kitchen. Yep. Yeah.
1: And so all those recipes you've digitized, you'll be able to bring it into your iPad. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to take a break. You're listening to Get Connected, brought to you by London Drugs here in the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You're back with Get Connected. It's Mike and Andy here. A few minutes left. The contest, Andy, it's cool.
2: Yes, we're giving away an HP Chromebook 14. This is a 14-inch... Chromebook looks like a laptop, feels like a laptop, but it's actually running the Chromium operating system, which basically is just the Chrome browser. So it's beautiful, though. It's fantastic. And if you're just looking for a decent little laptop for your social media, going on, you know, checking your email or, or banking, this is a fantastic device. Go to our website, www.getconnectedmedia.com, and hit on the contest tab to enter and win. We, of course, have some other contests that are still open, so you'll want to go and check those out and enter as well. Getconnectedmedia.com. I
1: I really recommend that you do go to these contests. Like, this prize this week is awesome, an HP Chromebook laptop. It's not like the chances of winning are like one in 10 million. Like, you know, we typically will get about a 1,000 entries. So The odds are fantastic.
2: And you know what? Next week, we're going to have two other contests. We'll have four open contests at the same time, including a one-year subscription to Netflix. So that's Mm -hmm. coming up next week. We're going to be actually talking to the folks at Netflix about their move to 4K streaming. So I can't wait for that.
1: Is it uh, Jerry in White Rock? Or or Gary?
0: Yes, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Uh, My question is, uh, I just bought a brand-new uh, Samsung flat-screen TV. It's a smart TV, yeah. and I, I really want to be able to use um, a laptop with it, and I would like to be able to um, you know, surf uh, online, uh, YouTube, Nexus, and all the other apps that are available out there where I can uh, run it all through my smart TV what would you recommend as a workable laptop uh, with a TV that that is a smart TV?
1: Uh and is it one of the latest Samsung ones?
0: Yes, it's the um uh eight thousand model. It's one of the latest ones. Oh you got that's
2: a good one.
1: You got the good one. Yeah. That one's beautiful. Um I know if he gets a Samsung laptop, he can actually can he just wirelessly put the screen <clears throat> up there?
2: Samsung has this software called All Share Play. And what's really cool about it is if you have, say, movies or, or video or any kind of content on your laptop, you can push it right to your TV through your internal network. What you would want to do, though, is pretty much any laptop, if you, if it, as long as it has an HDMI, you can just hook it to your TV and then use your television as a big monitor. So everything you do on the laptop is going to be showing on your television. That's probably the easiest way to go. Um, most laptops today have an HDMI port. Otherwise, you'll want to check out the software called All Share Play, and it's it's pretty fantastic. I have a, will
1: that work on other laptops besides Samsung? Yeah,
2: it's just software. Okay, so it'll work on on pretty much anything. I have a computer in one room, yeah, and I have all these movies on it, and I'll open it up and I say play on my TV, and then I walk over to the living room, and it's playing on there. It's pretty pretty mind blowing how it how it and works. If you have
1: like a Samsung smartphone, you can just share that right up on the screen yeah if you have a
2: smartphone you could actually with the youtube app you can push whatever you're looking at on your smartphone yeah say a youtube video you can push that right to your television as well and basically your phone is like a remote control and you can look at different youtube videos and then just keep pushing it onto your smart tv so that's another cool thing you would have to use the youtube app in your smartphone and the youtube app on your smart tv to make that happen
1: or any laptop with an hdmi connecting that's the easiest way and you just put that into the back of that and Bob's your uncle. Exactly. That's all the time we have left for today. I want to thank the entire Get Connected team for making this all happen. And uh, don't forget to hit our contest. We're giving away an HP Chromebook. It's an amazing contest at getconnectedmedia.com. Mike and Andy logging off. We'll see you again next week.